those things are like both happening at the same time. And I think they can get in the way of actually, actually people healing and, and finding a, a genuine connection to God. And maybe that time would have been better spent if we did come in and go, how is everyone feeling today about God? Like, let's talk about that. Welcome to the Babel Podcast. I'm your host, Paige Brees, and I am so happy to have you here for some raw and real conversation. People say you should never discuss politics, money, or religion. Well, not here. This is a safe space to dive deep into how religion as a whole has affected our hearts, our minds, and our world. The good, the bad, and the ugly. We all have a seat at the table, and I invite you to sit with me as I talk with religious leaders, experts, and friends alike. So, without further ado, let's babble. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for clicking play on another episode of the Babel podcast. We're so happy to have you here today. I'm so excited for this conversation. I have the lovely China Walker here with me today. Um, China is an actress. She is from Flower Mound, Texas, and she is just a, a superstar. She is a, a light of a human and she's a hilarious human. Um, I'm super excited to have her on because I think her perspective on things is incredibly intriguing. So China, thank you so much for coming and talking to me today. Of course. Hello. You're so <laughs> sweet. Sweetest intro ever. That was- <laughs> oh, you're so nice. No, I just, I think it's true. Um, China, can you tell the people kind of how, um, <laughs> kind of how you got into acting and what that journey was like for you? So we get to know a little bit about you. Perfect. Yeah. So um, acting wise, I actually started out as a singer. I always loved singing. My dad is a singer um, and was always in bands. He's a, he doesn't do it professionally just for fun, but I always was like kind of around that. And, and acting, I was really terrified of. Um, but I did a theater class in middle school. And even though it was very scary, it was like, because it was so scary, it was like incredibly thrilling to do. So I got more into that in middle school and then kind of got addicted and did it in high school. Never really thought I would like do it for my career. I just really liked it. Mm -hmm. And just the more I did it, the more I was like, wait, can I do this as a career? Is this, cause this is, I mean, this is the most fun I've ever had. This is I love this so much. And it felt, it didn't just feel like fun. It felt like something that I was meant to do, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I, and then I decided to major in it in college. I went to Baylor where you also went yes. and majored in it there. And then, um, I continued learning about it. I feel like, you know, Baylor, um, I, I honestly love my time at Baylor so much and I I loved being in the theater department it was like it was so fun and and familial if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. very family oriented but uh, I didn't feel like I had enough um training in terms of acting to like be confident about what I knew and how to how to proceed into the world so I wanted to go to grad school I actually was not even like determined to go to grad school I was just like I'll audition and see what happens and that's worked out and I went and I'm so glad I did um I went to grad school at UC Irvine in Orange County and then I moved to LA and then I hated LA and then I moved to New York and then now I'm in Texas again and I'm (laughs) I don't know um but yeah and then term in terms of religious stuff you know it's kind of funny I um I didn't grow up in a religious family my, my parents, well, my mom grew up in a very strict church of Christ household. My grandma and grandpa were very, very strict, Mm. um, religious people. And my mom kind of, we, we would go to church when I was really young, but my mom started kind of, I don't know. I think she was, she's kind of introverted and, Mm -hmm. um, really didn't, didn't enjoy being, you know, pushed to be so religious and go to Mm -hmm. church. So she kind of 
and my dad was never religious. He's, he was a military brat. He lived all over the world and didn't, you know, he just kind of never really got into religion. And mm-hmm. so he was whatever, but I think my mom, I mean, not to speak for her, I don't know exactly her reasons, but I think I, I guess she didn't um, want to push us like she was pushed to go. Mm. So she, she kind of gave us the choice, which I appreciate. Um, but I ended up just, uh, you know, I grew up in Flower Mound, Texas, which culturally, I think suburb, it's a suburb of Dallas and culturally, you know, religion and Christianity is very much just a part of the fra- fabric of Texas culture. Yeah. And, and I, I think, I th- I'm honestly very grateful. I, I fell into it because it, you know, my, in middle school, I kind of just became friends with these group of girls who were, who were religious and Christian, non-denominational, went to this like mega church in Plano. Mm-hmm. And um, I started going to this thing called the mix, which was like a Wednesday night, like, you know, youth, like concert basically. And it was cool. It was just cool to be Christian. Like mm. that was always my concern was just to how to be cool. And, um, <laughs> Christian was cool. And I'm thankful for that because I think I did, you know, kind of avoid getting into things that might've been harmful for me. You know, I might've been, who knows, but sure. Um, I think it gave me this little like security and, and I, I really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed church. And then I went to church camps and, um, but then I, st- you know, I was always throughout like growing up from middle school to high school, which is when I got into religion, got into Christianity. I, I was always kind of um, had this complicated relationship with it because I would like go to church camp and be like so um, swept up and mm-hmm. so energized, so like in love with Jesus. And then I'd come home and be terrified. I remember coming home and going, my entire family's going to hell mm-hmm. and like being really um, anxious that I had to convert my family and if I didn't they were going to hell and and you know over time that feeling just was so uncomfortable that I would kind of like let go of it Mm -hmm. I wouldn't go to church every Sunday I'd stop kind of going and then I'd and then I'd get back and it was like a ebb and flow kind of thing it depended on the friends groups I had and the the church camps I went to in high school I got way more involved in theater so I didn't get as involved in church but I always like craved community I always craved that feeling I had of like feeling loved and accepted by this entity and Mm -hmm. you know um and so when I went to Baylor I think the first you know week I went to they have um welcome week and I went to welcome week and my my leaders at welcome week were from Antioch Mm -hmm. um and I just was so I was so open to whatever you know, when you're a freshman, I was just like, whatever, I want to do everything. I want to be whoever I want to, I don't know. I just was so um, porous. Mm-hmm. And so when, when my, my leaders kind of told us about Antioch and like brought us to church, I was like, yeah, like, this is so fun. And I, I want to be, you know, the good Christian. I, I always wanted to be, but I wasn't able to be, but now I'm at Baylor and now I have, you know, I have this community and I can be really involved. And so I got super involved at Antioch um, as much as I could be. I was still very much in theater and, and dedicated mm-hmm. to my, you know, theater. So I, I wasn't able to like be a leader or anything like that, but I, I was dedicated to um, my personal relationship with God. And I found a mentor in Antioch that also was in the theater department and uh just was really I mean it was really fun it was really exciting and then gosh I'm talking so much I guess I was no, this is, yeah this, this is about your story <laughs> keep going <laughs> I always just get kind of um so much to say anyway um <laughs> uh I yeah well did I answer your question I guess do I keep well yeah yeah, I mean, I, where are you at now? Like, what yeah. what happened since then? So, uh, so I think um, at Baylor, I 
I got really involved um, mm-hmm. in church. I got really involved and, and I, I was very, I loved it. I loved it so much. And I loved my relationship with God. And um, I did, it was so fun and it was so joyful. And, but I think, you know, by the time I was like a junior, senior, um, it was a, it was a long process, but I, I think I started to, I just, I had never really had that many experiences as a, (laughs) as a person, like it was easy for me to be the ideal Christian because I hadn't really been tempted to think differently Mm. than the way I was expected to think. And it served me. I was a, you know, a cute, like white little person who, (laughs) you know, like, I I don't know. I just, I fit in with this community and it served me well. Mm -hmm. But, But I think by the end of college, I started questioning things subtly or just like not like I remember going to a church service at Antioch and um the pastor said something about um you know I make a joke about it in one of my TikToks but made it said something about watching Modern Family was like something you shouldn't be doing and I I was like that's weird like why (laughs) I've always been though I hadn't put a lot of thought into it I'd always been very much um I always been been confused about why religious people Christian people were like against you know um LGBTQ or you know anyone who loved someone of the same gender or whatever I always was like why I I and I never put enough thought into it I didn't question mm-hmm. it enough probably, you know, I think if I had earlier on, I wouldn't have gotten so involved in churches like this, but because I wasn't necessarily affected Mm -hmm. and I was a selfish person, I am a person. So, um, (laughs) I just was like, oh, well, I don't agree with that, but whatever, you know? (laughs) Um, but yeah, I just, I thought that was weird. And I always was like, why? That's so strange. Like, I don't think people can help who they love and like, love is, is so, you know, love is God. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I didn't give it a lot of thought anyway. Um, but I, so then I, I started questioning things. And then I think the, the thing that kind of broke everything was my senior year. I started dating this guy and he, um, was Christian, but he was like really progressive Christian more than I had ever known. Or he just was very like analytical, very critical, um, he was a theology major actually. So he's like really smart. And I also, on top of like him kind of questioning things that I believed, he also was very attractive and mm-hmm. I was very into him and had never felt like that before. Like this temptation to do more than kiss someone like that had never even been a temptation for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was dating him and kind of dealing with that, I was also being mentored by someone who I know has a good heart and had good intention, but was pretty um, strict. Mm. Uh, and I felt very pressured. I was feeling like, I just remember feeling very torn all the time. I was very confused. I was like, well, what is right? You know, I was reading my Bible all the time. Like, well, what is the right thing to do? I don't, I couldn't find anything specific. I was at, I remember like asking God and I always felt like I had gotten clear answers for things from God, but I wasn't getting a clear answer. And it was really just like, well, what, you know, like I love this guy and I want to do these things, but I don't know if I can. And I feel mm-hmm. terrible shame when I do them but then I do them again, you know, and, and, and then I was in this cycle and then also like feeling like I had things from people. I'd always felt very, I always have been someone who likes to be really open with people. I like to like Mm -hmm. share what I'm feeling with people. And so when I feel like I can't, it's, I feel like very constrained and not genuine. And it was just 
um, yeah. And so this, this whole year, I kind of was going through that um, until I finally like came to my mentor and said, like, I didn't even say like, I've done these things. I said, I, I don't know what's right anymore. You know, I was mm-hmm. just, I was just came to her like, I'm confused. I don't know what's right. Um, and I need help. And she, she ended up apologizing later, but she responded in probably the worst way possible. Mm. Like freak. I mean, she freaked out. She started crying and she told me I was drowning. And, um, you know, she said, you shouldn't be in the same room as your boyfriend until you're engaged. Like you shouldn't like all these, there's just all these rules. And I was just, I remember leaving just even more confused. And I felt like I was just trying to, like, at a certain point, I just was telling her what she wanted to hear so that I could mm. leave. She ended up apologizing. And I, I think she really regretted that and, and learned that that wasn't okay. But mm-hmm. um, that kind of, I mean, that was the end of my senior year. And then I left and I moved to... UC Irvine, Irvine, California. And I had this like whole new community mm-hmm. uh, of people who weren't religious. There were some people that were, but mostly people weren't. And I, and I wasn't, I was just kind of like, I think, I mean, I think I realized in that time, I was like, oh, so much of my effort in holding up this, um, uh, up my faith has actually a lot of it has been about persona mm-hmm. a lot of it has been about what I look like and how I'm perceived and who likes me and I've always been very concerned with people liking me and I think very much like was part of my journey with Christianity especially in college because it's I was popular at Baylor to be Christian it was yeah. like I mean, we're cool if you were like at least in certain circles, but <laughs> no, I thought you were cool. I thought you were, I thought you were awesome. Um, <laughs> I think I was, no, though I, I do my, my relationship with God was very genuine and I, I still have a relationship with God. It's very different now, but, um, but I think a lot of that pressure to be a certain way was mm-hmm. very much about pleasing people and being liked and being yeah. a good it was like because I was a leader I was a I was the leader of the bible study for girls in the theater department and I was recruited by my mentor to do that and I felt like I was told like you're a leader you you have you know this gift of you need to do this and you and it, and there's so much pressure to even if we talk about our flaws it's like some flaws are okay and some are not yeah it's like oh I used to struggle with this but I don't anymore you know, mm-hmm. that's like kind of okay to say. Um, and it might just be a self-projection kind of thing. It might not even be from the community, but I, I don't know. I think that that leadership position was also like, I didn't know what I was so, supposed to do or who I was supposed to be yeah. um, or what I could question. And anyway, so then I went to California and I think just having a whole new group of people and meeting people who were so deeply loving that weren't Christian was like really good for me Hmm. because I, I, as as far as I had known, the only people that like who were super loving were, were Christians. Mm. (laughs) Um, and so I just needed, I think I just needed my world to be opened up. And I, I kind of just let myself explore who I was without religion and I don't think I ever like fully let go of it. I, I you know, I, it's always been there, but I, I just let myself not feel the pressure of needing to be any certain way or think any certain way. Yeah. And it was easy when I was with people who didn't care. Like they were like, right. what do you want? They say whatever you want. And, you know, <laughs> and, um, and that was really good for me. And then, yeah. so that I graduated from there in 2018 and then went to LA, um, and, you know, honestly, it's funny, I think I kind of pushed away religion um, in, a, in, a, in an unhealthy way. Not that I think, you know, whatever you decide to believe is, I think, beautiful and people find their own meaning. And that's all religion is, is really you finding meaning in, in the world and mm-hmm. yourself. 
but um but I think that I got into this mindset when I moved to LA because of the people I was friends with that I also wanted to impress I'm always just wanting to impress people I guess um (laughs) I got in this mindset of oh this is actually not cool and now I have to be the opposite of that Mm. and and so I kind of completely, it's like, I, I'm like my, my spiritual life was dormant mm-hmm. um, until weirdly January, when I had this idea for a TikTok, <laughs> that's funny. And I made it and then I posted it. And then I started having all these ideas for like making fun of, you know, these experiences I had in college, all of a sudden it's really weird. I mean, it's been... I don't know. I graduated college 2015. It's been six years. So I was really weird that it came up now, but I think, and then I realized when I started posting and then on TikTok, like a couple of TikToks I posted, people were having these like religious debates mm. and I was being like triggered a bit by them. Cause I was like, yeah, I was getting so, um, I was seeing people say things like, well, you're a lukewarm Christian or you're, you know, things like that. And I was like, mm. why is affecting me so much I didn't think that I cared anymore but I really did and I I think um because of that it was really good for me because I was like well what what do I believe because I haven't even really thought about it in a long time like what is it that I believe and I think you know it's still a journey and I I I give myself the space to change and grow in whatever way I feel is best but I think at you know I I had to kind of self-reflect because of that because I didn't want to keep being triggered by people just like questioning my beliefs. Yeah. And I think part of that was just me being insecure about them. And mm-hmm. so, okay, what do I believe? And I think um, I do believe in God and I do believe in Jesus. And I don't know if I really believe in the Bible like as much as I used to. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of truth in it, but it also like learning more and more about like the history of the Bible, which I'm not super you know knowledgeable about but um just from things I've watched and learned especially this year it's like oh you know there were so many different people who who had their hands in this and mm-hmm. and I just it's hard for me to believe it was just like the purely the voice of God also seeing people debate so much under my videos I remembered what I felt when I left Baylor a reason why I kind of let my religious um pressures on myself go was because I was being torn between people who were both Christian mm-hmm. who both believed in God both believed in Jesus and had completely different ideas about what that meant mm-hmm. and I was like wait you can believe in God and Jesus and and have like opposite experiences and then I realized oh there's like a million different churches there's a million different relationships with God that looks so many different ways and maybe it is just like on an individual basis and also like I just think God is is so much bigger than what any specific church might even preach like yeah I think we can find God in every religion um and God I don't know I I just I can't really believe God's so small that that's only one way to believe in him them she <laughs> her <laughs> um there I, I can't believe there's only one way to believe in them and yeah and just that and have a relationship with them and so it's I think that's where I, I kind of am now is just like open to whatever and also following I've missed that kind of personal relationship I had mm-hmm. and I've been finding that more and it feels a little like rusty um sure. but I but it's still there and I feel this like presence of love and acceptance that I can turn to and mm-hmm. and pray to and that has been so and prayer is actually so I haven't prayed in so long until this year and it's so comforting and I, I do mm-hmm. I love prayer, um, but it's definitely rusty. So that's kind of where I am. Hey. Ooh, okay. Did Breathe. I- <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you did great. Uh, no, I, I think your story is beautiful. And there were so many, so many amazing points you made in there that we could unpack. Um, like something that really resonated with me was 
you spoke to all the pressures you felt as as a devout Christian and the and on top of that the different ways that you were being pulled Mm -hmm. um to act a certain way to speak a certain way to um personify a certain thing and obviously like like you mentioned we went we went through the same theater program um and I was in girls group as well the the bible study group that we had for just the girls in our theater department and after you graduated I came on as a leader for girls Mm -hmm. group and it was the weirdest thing because I I, just like you said I had no idea what to do or like and every time I was like okay it's my turn to lead that I was just kind of like uh (laughs) I could talk about this I guess but I really just want us to like all talk but I'm I'm supposed to talk so like I'll talk it was it was just very strange yeah sorry can I say something yeah of course please that's something too that I I kind of came to believe was you know I mean when I I don't know I mean again I'm not a historian I'm not a theologian but as far as you know when as far as I know, Jesus, when he existed and then died and then, you know, rose again. And there were these people that loved him and followed him, but they were like a minority and they were kind of secret and they would come together and like church was formed. I, I always was like, was, I feel like the more accurate, um, accurate church is just like-minded people coming together supporting each other and talking and figuring out what they're feeling. And, mm-hmm. and that's, I mean, that's what I imagine early, early church was when, you know, when Jesus died, I don't know, you know, again, not a historian. I don't really know what happened back then, but sure. No, but, but I, I think also, that's beautiful. Yeah. And I think, I feel like girls group, I felt the same way when I had to lead, I was like, well, and, and there's, there's, there's these two things that happen. I feel like, at least for me, when I led, which was one, like ego, like I'm mm. so such a good Christian, like yeah. I'm this girl to the Lord and I am a beacon of light, you know, <laughs> but also, like actually I had known absolutely nothing and I'm stupid and dumb and like, I'm a bad Christian and I don't, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And those things are like both happening at the same time. And I think they can get in the way of actually actually people healing and, and finding a, a genuine connection to God. And maybe that time would have been better spent if we did come in and go, how is everyone feeling today about God? Like, let's talk about that, you know? Right. And, you know, I, I feel like that would be a better use of church. And that's also why I, like, I haven't been to a church in a long time. Last church I went to was an Episcopal church in Tustin, California. It's called St. Paul's. It was, I mean, one of the best experiences I've ever had at church. I just stopped going because there was no one my age. It was hard for me to find like community, which I think for me is most important about church is community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved it because it was very communal. It wasn't just one person going up and telling you what to think. It was like people talking or it was like we'd sang hymns. Someone would read a poem. It could be secular or religious. It was like mm-hmm. it was very just, and then a different person would kind of speak every week, but they wouldn't necessarily tell you what to think they would just say, this was my experience or like, here's a story about something beautiful and whatever. Um, so that's, I, I just, it was reminded of that. It's part of why I haven't gone is that I'm like, who, who's this dude telling me how exactly to interpret the Bible? Like who, who are you? Yeah. Right. Like, right. You're one person. Like, and one other guy over here thinks completely opposite of you, but he also was saying God speaking through him. So like, mm-hmm. Now, what what actually is this doing besides you telling people what to believe because it's what you believe? When I think everyone has individual experiences and yeah. that's really anyway. No, I, com- I completely agree. And there was a I had a similar experience. I went to a um, I was living in San Antonio for a few months, and uh, Alex and I went to a service at a Unitarian Universalist church. And yeah, that? it's it, so Unitarian Universalist. They are they're not, it's just, it's, it's so cool. Like it's, it's a group of community is a, or it's a community, a, a group of people that all believe different things. And like, nobody prescribes to one religion over the other, or if they do, like they're very open-minded and a service at this church 
is like you go in and you might sing a hymn or you might sing a you know a a song from the Islamic tradition that's translated into English like you might you you'll sing a song that and then they they might read a poem or they might read from a a passage from a book that it could be the Quran it could be um, like there were a couple times where they just read a couple of um transcriptions of Buddhist meditations and then they just kind of like talked about like hey let's talk about you know honesty and the meaning of honesty and what that means and and it was just it was really really beautiful because there were like I said people from all walks of life people from all religions people from you know in-betweens and are not sure where they stand um and to me that's the closest thing I've ever seen to an organized religious experience that is the true meaning of a church to me and my, in my understanding. Um, so what you just talked about with your, um, your experience at that church in, uh, outside of LA reminded me of that. Yeah. I want to try that. I I've looking my, um, my cousins are all Baha'i and I was thinking of potentially looking into Baha'i though. I don't know really anything about it, but I know from my cousin, they're kind of, there's like more of an open they kind of believe in all religions in a way, mm, mm-hmm. um, but I really don't know anything about it, but I've thought about yeah. that. I, yeah. And I, I think if I, when, if I settle into a place, finally, mm-hmm. I'd like to find a community of people like that, just because I really crave that. Like I really crave um, community. I think we all do in certain ways, but um, yeah tough when I've I've moved so much this year and and I think that was that was something I always craved in religion like what I always wanted was just community just people there yeah Um, yeah I completely agree and yeah so anyway um yeah the biggest thing for me kind of similar to what you were saying is that or what we were talking about earlier with the pressures and the expectations like it was such a strange dichotomy for me too, because I, I felt like my religion and like Christianity was supposed to be that uplifting, non-judgmental, supportive community always. But mm-hmm. I felt so much pressure to do and say the right things that I felt like I could never be authentically myself. Um, right. So right. you never truly had a community because you couldn't be yourself with the people around you, which I felt which uh, looking back now is incredibly interesting. And um, Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you make TikToks about it now. And I, (laughs) I would love to talk about that a little bit more. Um, So if if you, if any of you who are listening, who are not aware of China's TikTok, I'm going to link it in the show notes so that you can go follow it because it's hilarious and amazing. Um, But she makes these satirical, comedic, TikToks kind of about the questioning of a Christian person um, and mm-hmm. kind of what goes through their brain in a, in a comedic way. Can, China, can you kind of talk about how you, you said you started doing that in January, I think. How did you kind of get, how did that come to be? Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I think it just was from a genuine place of I, I just started, um, I, I don't know exactly why it came up during this year, particularly, like I told you before, it's been so long since mm-hmm. college, but I do think, I remember um, when I had these questions and when I had these critical thoughts about my religious experience, I didn't feel comfortable posting anything about I remember being in grad school and like I don't even like I just remember not being able to post things or feeling kind of nervous about what people would think of me and I think I've gotten it's been long enough that I don't care anymore one Mm -hmm. but also (laughs) well that I would care that I used to care what they thought of me I I just don't anymore Mm -hmm. and And then I also think there was just this kind of, I've always wanted for a a long time, I've wanted to, to make like funny videos just because I, I just thought it would be fun, but I always was really insecure about how to do that. And just also, I think 
it's a very vulnerable thing to do on the internet yeah. is oh yeah a fun video because it could just be really embarrassing um <laughs> but I just had this idea and suddenly I remembered this girl I knew um in college and I remember her talking about meeting her husband on the study abroad trip and she I remember her saying like he loved me even like I looked so sweaty and I didn't wear makeup and he still like wanted me and I remember I think oh you know what sorry I'm kind of going in circles but I think part of the reason this came up specifically this was because um for the first time this is kind of bringing in another issue but for the first time in in my 28 years, I'm in a long-term relationship that is incredibly deeply loving in a way mm -hmm. that I've never experienced. And it's brought up a lot of issues I have with mm -hmm. my ideas of love and my yeah. ideas of relationship. And a lot of that is because of, well, one, I romanticize everything and mm -hmm. idealize everything. And um, I've, I've always been very into like, romantic movies romantic books like all that stuff so that you know added to that but also I romanticized relationships because of my um my Christian experiences my my beliefs in that and seeing you know so many people I knew get married and it was just like all I wanted to do was get married I just wanted to get married and it wasn't really necessarily about actually liking the person it was just like <laughs> the idea of marriage um was so exciting. And mm -hmm. so I think in, in the midst of this season in early, early 2021, I was dealing with repercussions of those ideas and that kind of training. Mm -hmm. um, and I remembered this, I just remembered one, how I felt in college and about boys, about relationships. And I am yeah. bisexual, but that's also another story. Like that's a whole journey I went on and that was more of a realization after college. So, mm -hmm. and I'm also, and that's a whole other thing. Never mind. So, <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, I just remembered how I felt and, and I, I, I just seemed so ridiculous. And I was like, that's hilarious. Like how funny was I to think of relationships in this way? And also, the people I knew, the conversations I had, like, I was just kind of having these flashbacks of like all these conversations I had about boys and mm -hmm. relationships and like, oh my God, he, you know, liked me without makeup. Like, wow. You know, <laughs> what a high bar. And that's what, that was the first video was that kind of inspiration from that. But then also knowing I never dated someone who, well, that I know of who ended up being gay, but I knew a lot of people who did. And mm -hmm. that was like a very, I, I feel like it's just so common to date someone who is gay, who, who, you know, there's all this pressure, of course, not to be gay. And then, mm -hmm. so you start dating, I, I'm talking specifically about, about men that are gay, dating women. That's the experience I, I feel like I, I saw the most mm -hmm. and I friends the most. Um, there was so much pressure to not be gay, obviously. And then also, um, uh, oh my God, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, making the videos and the inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, that experience inspired, inspired the TikTok. And then I just had started having all these ideas because I kept remembering this ridiculous culture I was a part of and witnessed to. And participated in and mm -hmm. it's just I mean it just was funny to me I think like yeah. stepping back and like Baylor was so funny like there was <laughs> so many weird people at Baylor and yep. weird shit that happened on a daily uh -huh. basis and at the time I was like this is normal but like stepping away from it and you know being in regular life it's like that wasn't normal that was weird yeah the fact that people thought it was normal is a testament to how bizarre that school is. And I had a great time again. Like I, I had a great yeah. time at Baylor. Um, but it's just, yeah. So that, that inspired the TikToks for sure. And also kind of my, like, my wrestling with questions and things. Like, um, I think one of the TikToks I posted that was just like, 
me asking questions. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's specific enough, but there's one where I just started asking questions and it was a day where I felt like, well, I want to make another video, but I, I feel kind of sad. Like I feel like mm. thinking of myself in college and I'm feeling sad for her. Like, I think she was really confused. And that's when that video kind of became a video because I was like, well, how do I feel right now? And then I just remembered all these, like one of the videos is about me being like, if I sleep over at my boyfriend's house, am I going to hell? Like, will Jesus mm-hmm. still love me if I, you know, if we kiss or if I look at his penis, like those were yeah. like legitimate fears. And that was like a really, really hard time for me, you know? Yeah. Of- no. And I went through the same thing. Um, that's why I, that's why I love your TikTok so much. Cause obviously one, they're just hilarious, but two, because I was that person too. I, I had all these questions. Um, and, and, every time, like I'd ask myself the question when I was with my boyfriend of like, oh, like, you know, if I touch his penis, that's probably bad. So I shouldn't do it, but then I would do it. And then, (laughs) and then the next morning, wake up and be like, oh God, I'm, I'm going to hell where we have to go repent. And geez, oh no. And it, it it was, it's real. Like it's, it's, and it's not, it's not uncommon for, for Christian women we're going through a college experience and have no idea how to process any of this or understand what it means um, for their faith to, to do these things that they've been told for so long is incorrect or wrong. Um, that, yeah, that's, it's, it's just so easy to not, it's just easier to not think about it. So that's why I, that's why I think it's amazing that you're bringing it up again for yourself to process yeah. it for yourself. I think, you know, I think that's beautiful too. Well, I think it only comes from being so far removed from it that it's funny. Mm-hmm. Like it yes. wasn't all funny at the time. It was really, really hard, but I think now also being someone who no longer thinks, I mean, I just no longer believe that having a sexual experience with someone that you care about and love or even don't, I don't know, but <laughs> I, well, I have, I have my own intimacy issues, so I can't really, Same. yeah, do anything unless I really, really love someone. But, yeah. um, and even then it's difficult, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that, but, um, but I, I think that that is normal and mm-hmm. I, I don't feel I feel like I wasted so much time being ashamed of something that there's no reason to be ashamed of. At least I don't believe there is anymore. I know people still do. Um, but I just, I, I have no reason to believe that that is a bad thing to do with someone to touch their penis. If you mm-hmm. want to, like, there's just nothing wrong with that. And to even have sex before marriage. I just don't, I don't think it's a bad thing to do anymore. And I used to think it was literally the ultimate sin. So mm-hmm. And so at the time, I think I, you know, it wasn't funny. It was really awful. But now it's funny because I just, I mean, my old self would think I'm a heathen, mm-hmm. terrible sinner from <laughs> Satan today. And um, that's just funny. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's, again, it's the being so far removed from it now and looking back on the ridiculousness of it. You know, you, you can say mm-hmm. to your older self now, like, this is insane. There's no way you should be worrying about this. It's silly. Right. Um, it's but yeah, sorry, what were you saying? No, you're fine. So, but just reiterating that, yeah, at the time, it seems like the whole world is crashing down on you. But right, um, right. totally. I felt that too. It's interesting. I just thought it also. Um, I think in this, I don't know. I, I don't know if other people have had this process. I'm sure some people have because we're none of us are alone in our feelings, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this process of kind of, you know, I didn't even know what the word deconstructing meant since I, until I posted these videos. Like I saw these people be like, oh, are you deconstructing? And I was like, what does that even mean? I hadn't even like, I didn't even know what that was, mm. but there's many people who are deconstructing mm-hmm. their religion. I was like, oh, I guess, yeah, I guess so. But, um, but I, I mean, that's how dormant my spirituality was for so long because mm-hmm. I just wanted to run away from it. But um no, I think they're also, it's interesting, like finding this balance for yourself too, of, because I think when I was kind of running from religion, I ran a little too far. Not that it, not that there is a too far, but there is a too far for me. You know, mm-hmm. there is a like, 
oh, at this point, I'm actually not even being genuine to myself. I'm not even serving myself. I'm actually just like trying to, and I think there's room to like, you know, kind of drown a bit and, and figure out what it is that you want and what you like. Um, and that's what I did is like, I, I, I ran a little too far and then I, I was, oh wait, I actually like, it's like this year I'm like, oh, I actually really like prayer. And I actually mm-hmm. like, I like having this, this relationship with God. And I actually like, you know, I, I want to have, um, a meaningful intimate relationship with one person for the rest of my life. Like I actually do want that. And that's not a bad thing to want. And, um, and so I think it is about also like, you know, running from these, just figuring out what's genuine for you and not Mm -hmm. putting any kind of like, if you want to be Christian and you want to, you like church and you, you know, it's like, that's a beautiful thing. Like whatever for you is, is meaningful for you and gives you, you know, um, I don't know, gives you what you need. And I forgot yeah. why I said that, but yeah. No, but <laughs> I think it's beautiful. And, and, and I think you're right. Like, I, I do think that there is a, like everyone needs to be able to take space for themselves if they need it. Um, but I agree with you and what you were saying that sometimes people, myself included, will give themselves too much space or get too far removed and don't actually address the things that have affected them fully. Um, like, like, like you said, um, there were a couple people commenting on one of your TikToks that kind of triggered you a little bit. Um, that that's something that I'm coming to terms with now that I'm releasing this podcast as well, that like, obviously this whole thing is about religion. I'm having tons of people on that have completely differing views and completely different stories. And I know that there's going to be commentary on, and I know that there's going to be some things that might not be savory or things that might not be entirely kind. And I have had to kind of be like, you know what, there's probably going to be some things that I haven't addressed internally yet that are going to come up for me. And I have to be okay with that. I can't separate myself from it anymore. Cause there was a time, like you said, where I got so far out of religion that anytime anyone would mention God or Jesus, I'd get triggered a little bit. And that was very, and that was hard. So it's, it's about finding, like you said, that, that balance of meaning for you, but make sure that you don't run completely from the things that hurt you or the things that harmed you. Make sure you address those and understand them so you can move forward from them. Yeah. I think that's so important. And that's exactly, that's exactly what I avoided. And it wasn't this that I actually, you know, was like, oh, I, I don't want to be triggered by all these people. Like, let's figure this out. And not that I'm, uh, you know, I'm bulletproof now, but, um, no, it's a process. Yeah, totally. It's a process. And I think also like, I think it's, I think the things that are the scariest are often the most beneficial for us, like Mm. being vulnerable and putting out these podcasts and like talking about this stuff, whether or not people are critical or whatever. And like, I think that's really brave. And I think that's ultimately, um, going to serve you so deeply, you know, Mm. um, because I think people are, it's really easy for people to fall into kind of a, I don't know, a, a simplistic view of the world and people Mm. and put everyone in, in boxes and, um, and put themselves in boxes. And I think when you talk to people who have a lot of different ideas and, it's hard for people to do that, especially now, you know, we're all very like divided. And I think Mm -hmm. it's so important to have these conversations and it's scary and it's hard, but it's, it's important. And I think that's often the work we have to do. It's like, it's pretty, it can be really painful, but it's good. Yeah. So no, I I completely agree. Well, China, thank you so much for sharing your soul and, and sharing your story. I I know that there are people who will hear this and be inspired, who will be, um, you know, be ensured that they're not alone in the things they feel. And um, yeah, I'm really, really happy that you decided to come on and talk to me today because I think that your perspective is, like I said in your intro, is intriguing and beautiful. So 
I really yeah. appreciate you. Um, what is your um, Instagram and TikTok so that the people can come follow you if they want to keep up with you? It is my Instagram is China Marie one two three C H Y N N A M A R I E, and then my TikTok is just Chai Walk C H Y W A L K. Perfect. Perfect. Easy peasy. And yeah, I'll link those both in the show notes so that everyone can go easily scroll down and click and, yeah. uh, and be connected with you because you're awesome and you deserve to grow your community more than it already has grown. Um, and then um, are there any upcoming projects or films that um, people can look for you in? Yeah, actually, um, I have, there's a movie I'm in uh, called Claw. It's <laughs> it's a, a movie about a raptor. Um, nice. You know, very exciting. It's actually going to be released in July. Okay. I don't know. Ex- I don't know exactly how. I I know that it's supposed to be in Cinemark, but I don't know if that will be first. I know it will be in DVD, but I don't know if that will be first. I know that it it might be being released in other countries first. I don't know all the details because it's been through a lot of dis- distribution, mm-hmm. but cool. I know it's going to be released in July. And then also another film I'm in, seven short films about our marriage that should also be released somehow in July. I don't know how. I never know what's going on. <laughs> but, um, no problem. So people just be on the lookout for a movie called Claw and then seven short films about our marriage and you will see the gorgeous face of Miss China Walker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, China, thanks again for coming on. And I'm, I'm sure we'll talk again very, very soon. I appreciate you very, very much.